0: Welcome to Love Live Life podcast. I'm your host, Yuko Kudo, an artist and storyteller. Here on this podcast, you can connect with the like-hearted people, one story at a time. The conversations focused on art, people, and social good. Special thanks to Prime Produce Apprentice Cooperative, Guild for Good, here in the heart of New York City. I see you, I hear you, I love you. Because we need each other more than ever, And we don't have to do it alone. So now, let's connect. In this episode, I invited Anna Forbes. She's a strategic interrogator, founder, and a CEO of Smooth Consulting. Here is Anna. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. We have amazing, amazing guests and I'm super excited. And I say this all the time, but I'm really excited today. So we have Anna Fords, she's a founder and CEO of Smooth Consulting. And I am actually currently one of her client at the moment. So welcome Anna. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, my pleasure. I am super
1: hyped. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Um, I have a, a little puppy, four month old, and so uh, got up early uh, as he's forcing me to do, and got out to the dog park. So it's been a busy morning so far already, but I am super excited to be here. And uh, you know, it's always enjoyable to to chat with you, Yuko. You um, you are a very special soul, and um, I love learning from you. So I'm very uh, grateful for you as a client and uh, to be featured here on your podcast.
0: Thank you. And I learned so much from you. So I hope you know that. And once we are complete with our session in next few weeks, I have so much more to share. So stay tuned to all the testimonials that I will be putting out. Amazing. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much. So first question, what is a fun fact that most people don't know about you?
1: Ooh, good question. Hmm. There's lots that people don't know about me, and I'm I'm sure Mm. listeners who who've never met me at all, I could say anything and that would fly. Um, Something that people don't know about me. I mean, I'm pretty open book. I I really hesitate. Um, I'm like an overshare, overcommunicator type person. So there's not a lot I think that people don't know about me. I shared this story in the dog park the other day, so maybe this will be. A fun one, because even my uh, partner didn't know this story, So, which was when I think I was about, I don't know, some young age, some some little rambunctious girl that I was. I got my head stuck in a turnstile. And this was back when uh, companies like Kmart and Byway were here. And I'm, I'm situated in Toronto. So that's um, some of those stores that were here. And the way the turns, turnstiles, much like business in general, have evolved. Uh, they look different than they were back back many, many, many moons ago. And so I, I don't know what I was doing. I thought I would, I would smart this turny thing that get into the store and I went backwards in it and I got my head stuck. They had to call <gasps> the fire department to get me out. And uh, yeah, my mom was definitely very embarrassed by that experience, but that was just a little, uh, a little flavor of who I was as a child.
0: <laughs> I just love it. I think that's awesome. I mean, who can top that?
1: <laughs> you know what? And I had forgotten the story. I think the reason uh, was and why it was relevant to the dog park was my dog, when he was a, really small, could fit through the gaps in the fence. Ah. And now, not that you know far away was. It's only been a few weeks. Uh, he trying. He's trying to do that and realizing his body no longer fits. And so we were talking about what happens if he gets stuck. <laughs> That's so cute. So I said the apple doesn't fall, you know, even though, you know, I, I've uh, uh, inherited this dog, um, you know, certainly is replicate of who I am as a person in terms of my character. He tends to match my energy. So we'll see if he makes an appearance while we're talking. I've I've taking care of him enough hopefully that he he stays in his bed but yeah he definitely tries to push the limits like I do so that's um that's something that's stuck with me my whole life and I continue to do that in my work and with my clients um yeah so it's who I am as a human
0: lovely (laughs) it kind of reminded me of a story with my friend's cat and (laughs) She continued to say like, my cat doesn't deserve my love. She It's so mean, but she taught me an unconditional love and I love her so much. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. The,
1: our, our pet, I'm very grateful for her. I've manifested this dog. I've wanted it for a very, very long, long time. And um, part of the reason it's taken so long is just my career and my availability and my lack of travel and or my, my amount of travel, I would say. Um, and so now with COVID and being situated at home, running my own business is a different opportunity, but I will say I'm very grateful. Um, he, his name is Midnight. He gives me, um, he forces me to take a break and forces me to use that time to think a little differently around my lifestyle, what I want to be doing, um, how I want to maybe, create different things in my business Um, and so I find it very valuable time with him and and bringing back a sense of play I think as adults Mm. we forget to play and uh, our inner child or our growing adult needs that to thrive and I think uh, you know carving out that time is really really important
0: see we already know each other a little bit better because I feel like I you know me more than I know you right now so I cannot wait to get to know you a little bit more today so you left corporate and started your own consulting business. Can you share with the audience what you do currently? Yeah, I,
1: um, I'm a strategic integrator. And so there are so many different components of running a business and entrepreneurs and business owners need to wear many hats or they have a team that will, will take up some of the load. And so what I specialize in is across the board, connecting all the pieces. So everything from the growth strategy, operational strategy, Team and leadership strategies. You know, often our world focuses on specialization and get really niche and get really um, deep into a certain area, and that's those are really important. And there's a place for those uh, type of people and services and offerings. But my skill set goes more horizontally as opposed to vertically, and really connecting and integrating all the pieces that need to happen because it can be a lot. Um, the other piece of it is helping people see their blind spots Mm. part of in business, part of the risk and the lack of growth. You know, if you're in a state of lack or not really achieving the results, it's often because there's a lot of blind spots that, you know, spaces that you can't see that are happening around you because you're too close to it. In fact, it happens to me. So while I, this is my job and I love doing this and, and I do it well and, and I get the results from my clients, even for myself, as I build my own business, I have not one, but two and two and a half because I'm looking to support my husband's business as well once he's ready to do that. Um, you know, it, it can be really hard when it's, it's personal and it's um, very close to home, and there's a lot of weight on someone's shoulders, uh, a lot of stress and responsibility, and so having an objective person that can understand where you came from, what you wanna do, and help you bridge that gap from A to B, it can be really critical to really achieving that next level of growth. I love helping, I'm, I'm someone who's like an excavator, I like finding kind of those diamonds in the rough. I'm I, I ask a lot of questions. In fact, um, often people would flag me on like, you know, why are you asking so many questions? Um, <laughs> but that's a skill, and and that's something that um, you know, in order to really uncover the, many people want to focus on finding the solution, but they don't often dig for what the actual problem is. And so, mm. to find the solution, you need to understand what problem you're trying to solve first. And often when you do it that way, um, the solutions are more abundant, there's more possibility. Um, And so I play with possibility thinking and design thinking principles and then orchestrating all those pieces in a way that feel more strategically aligned. Meaning, um, you know, as humans, we can often be busybodies, and we think we're going in the direction we want, but we're really spread thin and across many different pieces in our business. That means our energy is spread across the board. That means our effort and money and time and all these things. And and so when we have these precious resources, using them wisely and using them strategically will create that exponential quantum leaps of results if you if you can maximize those opportunities. I think there's a lot of messages for entrepreneurs out there is do it all yourself. And if you're busy, it equals success, um, but that's not always true. And in fact, it leads to burnout more than it does lead to success. And so, and often then it gets to a point where you're not enjoying the, the thing you set out to do. And so right. even even creatives who love the work that they do, can get discouraged because of the pieces of operating a business, which is a whole different skill set. It's a it's uh, the right brain versus their left brain, and and so it can be really hard to tap into those different pieces and and um, and know where to put your time and energy, where to where to focus, where to then get your team on board and how to rally them behind your plans. Um, often they you know not is as simple as going back to your vision and your mission. And the purpose behind your business, uh, because that can evolve over, uh, you know, your vision should, shouldn't really evolve too, too much um, unless there's been a radical reason for it. But, but sometimes there's pieces in the business that can evolve and, and perhaps shift if it's been the word of COVID, I think. Um, so exactly that. So if, you, if you've had to do a bit of shifting for whatever reason or evolving, you know, it's really reconnecting with the purpose and using that to create that plan. And then the projects and the tactics and the how you execute, but often we come from the how first and, and staying in the what and why um, I think is really critical for thriving leaders um, to then get their teams mobilized and, and connected to the context of what they want to do and, and get them behind it.
0: There are so many great things that you put out there and one of the things that you just mentioned, instead of finding the solution, finding the how, go into the deep root causes of what created the problem to begin with. And also finding the balance, finding the really the balance of rep brain and right brain that it's so important. And for me as a creative, I resonate with 100% and I don't have lots of background or education around the business. So it will have been hard for me. And even when it comes to dream big. Yeah, sure. My vision is super big. What are the strategic plan in between that? That is a great, great point. And I love working with you. And I can't wait to dive in more into that but today is all about you. So let's go back into the question. I'm curious, what led you to leave the corporate sector? Um, Thanks so much for asking that question. Um,
1: I went on a journey many, many years ago of self-discovery and part of it was uh, at the time I was in a relationship with someone who was suffering from, um, I'll just put it under the category of mental health, I I won't get into their story, but it resulted in me getting connected with a psychotherapist and really starting to do work for myself and realizing there was a big disconnect from who I was as a person and who I was showing up in different aspects of my life and Mm -hmm. what really came through was how much I was compartmentalizing myself. And I think you go and, you know, you're um, going to have to remind me what the title of your uh, performance is.
0: I came here to be
1: loved. Thank you. Um, And I tell this to you every time we meet, but I still picture you punching those boxes um, because that's exactly what I did. And when I did that work, what I uncovered was I've always been an entrepreneur. In Mm. fact, I was an entrepreneur from a young child, I made friendship bracelets and sold them at the side of the road Aww. at the cottage for, I think I even made little receipts with my notepad and put like a dollar plus tax. Cause in Canada, tax is what? a big thing. Everyone talks about tax. So I think I did, it was like a dollar and then 25 cents for tax. I had no idea what tax was or what was it about, but just all the adults around me kept talking about taxes. And so, um, You know, I did things like that. Or at school, I I would do crafty things and try and sell them and things like that. And and I think, and then I I I also in that process realized I I I even have trouble acknowledging this now. But I'm a creative. I'm I am an artist myself. Um, and in the family upbringing that I had, that wasn't encouraged, especially for for a professional career. Um, it was kind of a hobby or, or or something on the side. And so part of where I was at the time, so so a few years into this uh, kind of self-discovery work, acknowledging that entrepreneurship was a thing for me in that I had always been doing it. That didn't mean I just quit my job at that time. Mm. It was then I used that as a foreground to go, okay, what can that look like for me? And part of the other piece was once I acknowledged that I was always an entrepreneur and, and wanting to be one was, okay, what kind of business can I have? You know, the business didn't just magically fall out of the sky kind of thing. And so, right. um, well, it kind of did a friend of mine, uh, had an idea and we got chatting one day and she's like, this would be really good. And I've, I've taken that and run with it. And it's in, um, it's in the cannabis industry, it's a cannabis accessory, but I'll table that for now. Cause it's still a fun startup phase, but, um, in order to get to that that business and that idea, I then started working with a coach myself and uncovering like my skills and what I could bring to the table and what could I take from my years of experience and create a business in the, you know, w- whether in the interim or the long term. And so that's how Smooth Consulting came to be. And I actually worked with a client while I was still working in corporate. So. Um, I had my full-time job, I was a director, building out a team, working many, many hours a week, way more than the um, traditional work week. And then on the side was uh, supporting a nonprofit, uh, build out their leadership pipeline, working with the CEO and and then the Next In Line team. And um, I did it for very little, very little money, um, but I really realized how much I enjoyed it and decided to kind of take then some of the unearthing I had done about myself and my skill sets and what I was doing with this client example that I had with me. Um, and at the time and the role that I was in, there was this, uh, the, the company was re- growing exponentially and I ha- had helped it. Uh, I had been there three and a half years and I had helped it get to that point. Lots of hiring, lots of growing, lots of redesigning the team, streamlining um, their internal processes. In fact, I worked in in uh, a tech a technology position and, and um, And being a female in tech was, I was very, one of very few of us. That's rough. Uh, You know, I I had amazing colleagues and very supportive um, partners for sure, but it it definitely wasn't easy. And I was in the, you know, the spectrum, if you're, if anyone is in the tech industry, there's a spectrum in that industry from SaaS, you know, done for you type software to hard coding skills and everything in between. And so there was a lot of language barriers that I had to overcome in terms of understanding how to speak, uh, with different levels. And anyway, I digress. I'm going off on a tangent, going back to your question around the entrepreneurial journey. Um, yeah, there was almost this natural uh, ready to move on feeling. Um, and I, I checked in with myself going, you know, is, is, am I ready to go into the entrepreneurial space or do I want to go somewhere else, um, from here and I had talked, you know, I, I, I network as a sport. It was something that was uh, instilled in me very early in my career in corporate. Um, you know, the saying is not who you know, but or uh, yeah, it's not what you know, but who you know, uh, really resonated with me. And so I, I made that effort to always be connected. I'm also a person who loves people and, and learning from people. And so a lot of them would be like, I have a job for you if you want it. Or, you know, we, there's this company or that company. You know, a, few, a few of my colleagues actually sent me a bunch of job descriptions. And I would read, the, I remember reading them or going to, you know, con- conversational interviews and going, I just, there's nothing. I just, I have no interest. Mm. And part of it was because, yeah, that spirit, once that spirit was ignited again, I think that was hard to quiet that flame. Yep. And then the other piece was, you know, if I'm going to work really hard to support other people and uh, help them make money, you know, I can do that for myself and help my own um, my own future. And as a female working in corporate certainly had some of the upward mobility challenges and, and glass ceiling as, 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 often referenced. And um, this is how I can shatter my own glass ceiling and so it's kind of taking my own career into to my my own professional development and my own career into my own hands and not leaving it at the whim of uh, of other other people but again i'm very grateful for the time that i was there i've learned a lot um, it is certainly a place for for many people and i know many people who thrive there it just again it was going back to who i was as a person and what i wanted and the goals i wanted for myself and uh, really just being honest with myself. And at the time I was very fortunate as well. I, I invested really early on in a, in a property and um, that had made some, some money um, as well. And so I was able to use the equity and give myself a little bit of a cushion. Um, I bought a second place and, you know, all these kind of things lined up for me to be able to take the leap. And the other piece from other successful entrepreneurs or even mentors around me was the safe, you know, you can't wait for the safety net. You have to, you have to just take the leap and, and kind of have faith in that journey. And two years later, I am a little bit in awe that I'm still going and I'm still sticking it out. And i um, really excited for what's to come. I can be a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. I think entrepreneurs have to be yeah. and, uh, So I think it's, um, I enjoy the exploration, I enjoy the evolution, and and I'm excited to see what what is possible.
0: I'm on the same page as far as adrenaline junkie goes, so that's why we vibe. (laughs) Well, we vibe for
1: a lot of other reasons too, but that
0: is definitely going to be one of them. Right yeah and thank you for sharing your journey that's so inspiring to hear that it's so inspiring to see where you are and uh, you worked on not only the corporate but nonprofit sector and like see the growth see what impact that you can make and t- take that into your own hand and, No, I can work for myself and make myself successful just as much or even more I think that's super inspirational and I want to talk a little bit about your method as a holistic approach. I experience it personally that this is not only about my work, but it's all it's all it's all the same. What reminds me is like how you do anything is how you do everything, and I really appreciate this method so much. And another thing that I really appreciate is I feel the genuine care from you that makes me feel so seen and heard and makes me want to challenge myself, which it's so rare and you've been already talking about this holistic approach and why is it so important and can you touch on a little bit about uh, psychological safety
1: absolutely and i'm so glad you brought that up i think we're in a really beautiful time where there's um everything's evolving and business is evolving um business has a lot of influence in how we work in society and how we're seen as uh, most of our adult lives are spent working and so part of my own mission and what drives me is to create healthier happier ecosystems especially because so much of our time is spent working but the other pieces is, is is to allow more people to thrive i think the current systems that are in place and i know you're situated in the us and i'm situated in canada and so there's a little bit of a difference but not not all that much you know, business was set up the way it is today, uh, reflective of the industrial revolution. And that works for certain industries, for example, manufacturing, where there needs to be product, uh, productization uh, and, and that production line where things can be more efficient. But with the rise of creative and technology and innovation sectors, that's a, that requires a whole different way of thinking um, so that's kind of one component of it uh, in terms of like the industries and, and what's evolving in our society as important. But the other piece is, and, and as we've seen in the news, and not to, I don't even want to go into the politics of it, but, but is is how many people are not thriving in the current dynamics and so when you ask me the question about why do i take a holistic approach and why is psychological safety so important is because we've been programmed to compartmentalize you know most of standards are you can be who you are at home and then you go to work or you go somewhere else and you have to show up a certain way and we're not we're we often talk at people and we don't ask them What they want. And so I Mm -hmm. love that you feel seen and heard because that's my goal. And that's what, as humans, that's all we want is to be seen and heard and understood. And so, leaders, uh, you know, I'm sure many people have heard the concept of emotional intelligence and leading as opposed to managing. And there's all kinds of words floating in the ether, but really to keep it super simple, is connecting to that authentic self, leading from a place of integrity so that you can be a stronger leader, you can be people centric. And when you support the people, like people are the biggest, most valuable resource, but we often place value on everything else because there's a dollar sign attached to it. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's led to kind of bottom line only thinking and disconnection from people. And for you to be able to manage and lead other people you need to know yourself first. And that's kind of number one rule is self-awareness. And so if you think that not connecting to who you are as a person has no bearings in business, you know, there's sayings, for example, is, you know, take the emotion out of it is often a saying that's um, thrown around with a lot of weight and a lot of shame. I heard this the other day on a webinar podcast, e-motion, energy in motion. If we disconnect from that, when we're happy, oh, that's okay. That's an ex- that's an acceptable emotion to be and you know celebrate, for example. Mm-hmm. But when we're not happy or and and express, I'll put in quotations the negative emotions, you know the the disc this uh, disappointment, um, you know things like that, that's seen as the disconnect. And, and what we really just need to do is understand, ask questions and learn to communicate with each other. And I think there often is a language barrier that happens. And so if you can speak the language of human, which I think is, you know, Yuko, what you love uh, promoting is the language of humans. Yay. Like the rest right. kind of flows from there and it doesn't have to be so strenuous. It doesn't have to be so stressful and it can be as fun, simple and easy. In fact, um, I have a business group as well for clients who have completed their time with me and we met this week and that was the kind of consistent theme, no matter what was brought up as a challenge was like, okay, how can we simplify this? How, how can we make this more fun? And because then it becomes easy to continue and move forward. And so I think we complicate things. We disconnect from who we are as people. We create these out of body experiences. We're all in our heads. it, it's it, it's all integrated mind body spirit soul however you want to think about it and it's not religious it's it's just very you know connected to who you are as a person and I think to be as optimal as you possibly can and to show up as optimally you know I think you are very service driven I'm very service driven I'm gonna assume your audience is very service driven you know to show up and be in real service you have to be in service to yourself first and and take care of that part so that you can then. Uh, Cliché, I'm sure, but you know, give from that overflowing cup as opposed to the, the scrap. Um, so the quality of the service you can provide is way uh, bigger, has a bigger ripple effect, uh, has a bigger impact if you can come from that place, um, that very authentic place that's connected to who you are.
0: What you reminded me of when I was like really, really deprived, my friend said, are you going to give me half of me or all of me? I don't want half of you. Why are you robbing my experience? (laughs) So like, whoa, that hurts. But that's so true. Like I can just show up halfway and maybe I think I'm giving all of it. But if I'm showing up tired, I'm being all up in my head. I'm not showing up nor giving all of me. So that's 100%. I agree with that.
1: I love that. It's that experience, right? And so I think we we disconnect from what that person, that human experience. In fact, a conversation I had with another amazing human today, she alluded to, you know, we often talk about user experience and customer experience and team experience, for example. But we, you know, that level up of the just the human experience and being really connected to who we are as humans and being you know, I think it, with COVID, we've we've been forced to re- reflect a little bit more. We've been a little more isolated and removed from people, and perhaps um, given that time that we need to reflect outside of um, not only who we are, but how we want to how we want to connect with people. And I think that'll be a beautiful thing. I'm curious to see how how we evolve as a society after after all this is said and done.
0: I agree. I'm very curious and excited because there are so much opportunities now. Like as much as it. A lot of ugly things are coming up, but I think it's necessarily to take everything under the rug and just see it as what it is.
1: That's part of the blind spots, right? We talked about that earlier is what's coming up is those things that were hidden and in the shadows and things people were choosing not to focus on. Mm. And they're a necessary step in the journey, in that evolution to get to that next stage. And if we continue to ignore those pieces of our our world and our ecosystem, they're not going to improve, and so um, no matter how the feelings may be or how it's being shared, um, everyone's experience is, is different, and I think if you can embrace that experience and embrace different perspectives. Um, you alluded to being challenged and feeling empowered to be challenged, so, so moving from a place um, of how can we challenge ourselves to be better, and it starts with within.
0: Yeah, I agree. And you can't deny part of yourself. And I'm going to tie that to what you said earlier. You said, um, I wasn't really an artist, but I'm coming back to being an artist. And I love that. And I also remember, like, if some of your corporate clients, they are re-engaging with their creativity and artistry. And I love that. So for someone who... Who had a background in corporate, but now you're an entrepreneur. Now you're creating your own life, like literally designing your own life and accessing your own creativity and being able to claim yourself as an artist. What would you suggest for the folks who are rebuilding the relationship with the creativity right now?
1: I'm so glad you asked me because I think I still struggle with it, as I alluded to. I even had trouble identifying one of those. I, you know, it's a it's a practice. So much like exercising and doing getting stronger if you don't practice it doesn't get you the results and so i think for someone who has denied this part of self for so long there's more of a conscious effort that needs to be made mm. to ensure that that's part of the ecosystem and part of the balance in right because i can i my default setting is just go and and hustle and um You know, I can, I love business, so I can do that all day. And I love talking to people, but what makes me a better person. And when I, when I take inventory of my own, uh, when I'm thriving, when I'm in stride, when things are, when results are being achieved, it's often because I've, I have that balance of having fun and play. We, you know, we've touched on a few different things. Um, there's a creative element. I'm, more in flow instead of really structured. And I think um, in business, you and I have talked about this a little bit and, and it can sound woo for some people, but you know, in business there's, there's a spectrum of energies and masculine and feminine and has nothing to do with gender. This is a totally different uh, topic, but there's a spectrum even in business and the, the masculine energy can be really structured and organized and decision-making and, and those kind of big words that is often associated with what business is. But there's this other component that's more in flow and the creativity and really making sure um, if you want your business to thrive that you're playing on the spectrum and knowing when to go into each zone, right? Like when I have to make a decision, I'm not really in my feminine flow, I'm in, I'm in my, you know, masculine energy that's going, okay, how do I think through this in a way that's um, strategic and, and setting me up for success? And so I have to tap into kind of both sides. And so going back to answer your question, I think starting with a simple list, like what do you like doing that feels creative? So for me, part of doing that list was what did I do when I was younger? Sometimes going back, and I think if you remember the way we kicked off our time together I asked you to go back, I asked you to go to who you were as a child because I want to know who that young Yugo was that we've kind of lost along the way and there might be nuggets in there that tell us things, that inform our current state, right? And so for me, I always like doing things with my hands, crafts and painting, in fact I really, every time I think about creativity I, I go back to my grade 9 art class that I loved and I actually... Used to be, um, I got really high marks, and I remember being amazed that I got high marks in that class because I didn't really think I was that good. I really still don't think I'm that good, but you know, it's it's. Um, I, I'll take it. Art artist uh, um, artistry is in the eye of the beholder. Less less about the quality, you know. Whoever is measuring. I know standard. you're good. I know yeah, you're yeah, good. So yeah. don't lie. I'm getting. I'm getting. it's that nervous to talking about it? Anyway, but um, you know, I actually still have my watercolor paint. And my um, my my um, art bag that I used to bring to class, and it was tucked away like I never threw it out. And so um, I'm really grateful that I didn't throw it out over the many places I've moved. And and um, and so I dug that up uh, this year in COVID. And a friend of mine uh, graciously bought me a watercolor paint uh, paper. And you know, so I just dabble dabbling in it you know not putting pressure on yourself to have it be perfect or have it look a certain way and just kind of allowing yourself to be surprised in the process and so I went so this was a you know something I had done when I was younger and I enjoyed and so I tried that and then I noticed the other thing is too, like notice what you do in a day I noticed I used to doodle in my books Mm. like I write I write I have lots of books notebooks I take notes for my clients and so I would often like doodle and just like geometric shapes, nothing, nothing like, you know, I'm not drawing any characters and anything like that. But I was like, wait, wait a minute, what if I like pencil and drawing? And in fact, I've switched from using pen to using pencil, because pencil feels less permanent. And so, it, you know, it's meant to be scratched out. So if right. you make a mistake as someone, right, like moving away from having everything to be perfect. And, you know, with pen, you either need whiteout, or you're scratching it, and it's messy, um, you know, with pencil I can just erase and it's gone and away we go um and so I took to drawing and then I I found for me to get into doing it for this like I'm not one to do things for the sake of doing it so I needed to connect or do it for a bit of a reason and so for I have young nephews and nieces and so um for the drawing I was like what if I try and sketch them, you know, an animal caricature and have, you know, a little fun with it. And so oh, wow. I, I went on Pinterest and I found some pictures and then I put it up and I drew, and then I was surprised at what came out. Um, and I just had fun with it. And so I think that's, you know, what can you do that feels more like fun? Um, that is maybe a variety of things, you know, painting is one example, drawing is one example, but you know, playing board games, um, there's a creative element to that. There's different types of games. I don't know, whatever your list is of um, things that make me feel more creative in nature. Um, for me, it's even uh, exploring is on my list. So I, mm. I love being creative in how I explore. And so I'll go for walks in different areas or go down different pathways that I didn't before and kind of challenge myself to look at, for example, the art around me and be around creative piece, pieces of, of work Even if I don't feel like I can execute that way, some of my clients, one of them, she actually started, um, she took from her corporate career. She actually, um, took a course on like art therapy. She was an artist and, 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 um, had done some painting and stuff and now wanted to take that into, you know, almost connecting her business experience and her, and her, um, just life experience and connecting her desire in in as an artist to do something different um and so she's exploring that for herself in long term and so i think there's different ways you can dissect this um my my partner is a, a contractor handy person and so we we go sometimes i'll join him and for example he's if he has a job that he has to paint you know we're I'm, I'm able to, to go and I'll take, I'll take the paintbrush and and paint on walls because that's creative too. Um, you know, and, and so getting myself out of my computer screen, out of my regular day to day, um, and doing something that is physically challenging, um, connected, and I'm learning how to, I'm or I'm trying to visualize in my head and then put it on, on paper and try and see if I can make that connection. And when it gets too hard sometimes, I close my eyes and just let the, my hand go. And you know, I looked at it and I'm like, oh, that's beautiful in its own right. You know, so just making it le- less, less about something specific or a specific outcome, making it more fun, um, going back to what feels creative. Um, you know, photography is another example. There's people that love doing that. So there's just so many different ways you can be creative. And I would say, don't limit yourself. Try and see what sticks more um than other things and and allow it to be a journey and allow it to evolve
0: agree agreed agreed so given that what you have just said if you can give your 10 year old self one piece of advice what would that be listen to yourself before you listen to others simple and powerful
1: so glad you asked me that and 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 gave me a chance to reflect because i that i don't think i would have come up with that on, on the spot um myself but um I think that uh, I think we need that simplicity sometimes, and, and we often uh, focus externally and focus on everybody else. And there's a lot of work that needs to be done when you're constantly doing that to undo that learning and come back to self. And I think you know, I think I was a smart ten year old. In fact, I started working. I was babysitting at twelve, and so you know there that there's another example of me being an entrepreneur. Um, you know, so I think I knew a lot, and I often draw on that same. You know what did I do at that time? What, you know when I was almost that innocence that I didn't, ha- I wasn't shaped in the same way as I am today and influenced. I think feedback is important, and I think it helps you grow, much like you know you're getting feedback for yourself. Um, but it's it's learning to sit with that feedback and see if that connects and resonates first before before
0: um, listening to it. Beautiful, beautiful. So I have one more question before we close this interview. But uh, before we do that, um, what's next for Anna, and can you share how people can check out your work? Yeah, amazing.
1: What's next for me? Well, I'm just, I'm super excited to work. I have um, a capacity to take on more clients, so I'm currently building my own, scaling my own business, much like I support clients scaling theirs. So I'm excited that, in fact, we're exploring some uh, branding, redesign, and, and getting more creative, even in my own business. Um, Yay! And, I alluded to the other business earlier, and so I'm continuing to evolve that to product-based business and and have that come out into the world because that that one is absolutely a manifestation of my creativity at its finest in and connected to business. So it's it's I'm really excited to do that. It's been a long time in the making, um, many um, after hours work effort and meeting new people. So that's fun. What else? Like a you know we talked. We talk shop for a lot, but you know uh, we just got a new puppy, so you know enjoying puppy time this this puppy phase, and watching uh, midnight grow and and just enjoying that you seeing how my life evolves in terms of the types of activity of just because of him, my activity level I mean, I was always active, but my activity level has certainly increased <laughs> in the time that we've had him, and so I'm looking forward to exploring now with a, a new dog, and um, my husband and i are are um are looking to evolve our family. He has two kids uh, who are currently situated in the Bahamas. And so we're excited to uh, something, have them visit, have them come, come and live with us. We're, that's kind of part of our evolution as well. And th- so much, so much is going on. I'm, I'm not <laughs> someone who sits still clearly. So uh, I'm sure there are more things uh, to come, but that's kind of in the, in the short term. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see what, what comes through.
0: Amazing. And can you tell me how people can uh, oh, yes. learn more about you?
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so my website is very simple and straightforward. Smooth S M O O T H dot Consulting. My handles on IG, Clubhouse, LinkedIn are at lead with Anna. L like lead, like leadership, lead with Anna. Yeah, that would be send me a DM, go to my website, book a call with me. Um, I'm very accessible and happy to communicate uh, with people who are interested in, in uh, hanging out with uh, with someone different. Book a call
0: with her. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> uh, no, you're. It welcome. doesn't hurt, right? At minimum, you get a cool conversation. Oh, uh, that's for at real? minimum. At uh, you know, maximum could be a whole other other story. So um, I look forward to meeting new people.
0: Yay! So my last but not least final question <laughs> what is a message or call to action that you would like to share with the world right at this moment
1: i think it goes with a lot of what we shared to already so this is not revolutionary but it's it's really take the time to get to know yourself to know those around you find the things in your life that lift you up instead of tearing you down and let the rest follow and and be open to possibility and open to opportunity and um you know, have gratitude in that process. Oh, and one other thing, because I think as a, as humans we forget to do this, but celebrate the little things along the way. I think we get so focused on that end, the end result, uh, and we lose sight of the journey and the, the milestones to get there. And so, um, you know, what's kept me going is acknowledging that progress as opposed to, you know, focusing on the lack or not what or what isn't there yet. So uh, really celebrating that uh, progress.
0: Celebrate, absolutely. Yeah. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Anna, for this beautiful conversation. And I'm so glad that I got to know you a little bit better rather than you knowing everything about me.
1: <laughs> Feels a little more balanced now, does it? <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit. I mean, you know I do share a lot of stories in our conversations, you do. but yeah. I, I like to make it about you. What stories I share are typically relevant to you. Um, you know, so I, I really appreciate that you um, spent the time and energy getting to know me a little bit better and and sharing this with your audience.
0: Thank you so much. Please go visit her website www.smooth.consulting and seriously book a call with her. It's totally worth it. You can also learn more about her and her work in the LinkedIn, Instagram, and Clubhouse at Lead with Anna. And remember her call to action. Celebrate your life today. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Love Live Life Podcast. Don't forget to visit my website, lovelifelife.com and I'd love to connect you there. You can sign up to my weekly newsletter or join my Patreon community and talk more about art, people, and social good. Till next story, let's stay connected.